Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magique. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, uh, joined on a special occasion by my longtime friend and uh, often backup co-host, Sam Price. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How's it going? It's good. Uh, Alchemist, we have been a little spotty over the last couple weeks, as you might have known. Um, I know you probably sit there banging on the refresh on your podcast app. You're like, where's over the top? Where's my animation? Where's the pod gets animated? Um, I'm not sure if we talked about it on this show yet, but Alex's son came very early, right? He came six weeks earlier than was expected. Uh, mom and baby have been, uh, on recovery, some health issues going on. I think everything's cool now. Uh, so we wish Alex and Kurgan Dandino, uh, health and happiness <laughs> and Andrea. Did I say Alex? Alex is fine. Don't worry about his dumbass. Andrea. We wish Andrea health and happiness with Henry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So because of that, uh, you know, trying to get some guest hosts in here, figuring out some movies. We have some good ones coming up still. Uh, Sam, what are we watching today? Today, we will be watching a classic from my childhood called Willow. Yeah, you guys should have guessed this. Sam is our what-did-you-watch-as-a-child fantasy correspondent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just watched the same stuff. I know, man. Uh, this is the first time I'd seen Willow probably since college. Yeah. I think... It had been a while because we actually almost did this a while back, and we're like, why is this not on any streaming yeah, you site? Can't and you can't even rent it on yeah. Amazon. It just popped up within the last month. And so we're like, oh, cool. We can do Willow. Uh, I had forgotten how truly spectacular this movie is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was so much. It's so weird because a lot of movies that you loved as a young kid, uh, they just don't hold up as well. I thought this one was even better than I remembered. Really? Truly an exceptional film. Really? Oh, you uh, hated it? Is that the tone I'm getting? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I haven't really watched it since college either. And I uh, I had some of those same feelings from when I was a kid. Like, I love the music. I love oh, the... Oh, well, it's, it's a James Horner banger. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But uh, And the world is really cool. Yeah. Like, the Nell one, it's it's kind of like Lord of the Rings, though. But uh, it, it's almost a better version of Lord of the Rings to me. How dare you, first off. <laughs> Pod's over. Sam walked <laughs> off the set. No, uh, I'll say it, it's a little more because it, it feels real. It feels lived in, right? Like that that's gets to your point of the world building and the sets. Yeah. I really enjoy Like I like their version of the Shire much more than the Lord of the Rings movie Shire, mm -hmm. where it looks very much like a kind of, you know, fairy tale set. Uh, this Shire looks down and dirty, man. These people look like a real tribe that I could go visit somewhere. <laughs> well, the difference uh, is they are actual real people. They they didn't use like regular, they didn't use like five foot six humans. guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking so, cowards. Yeah, <laughs> cowards. no, but you know how I mean, many small I just, people I, I, Willow employed, dude? All and of they, them. Pretty much all of. I think everyone yeah. got a role, and they were all great. Dude, and, and I noticed some of those guys in other movies, too. Like in uh, Me, Myself, and Irene, one of those little dudes, not Bumgar, but uh, <laughs> but the other little dude is the guy that takes uh, Jim Carrey's wife in Me, Myself, and Irene. Is he really? Oh, yeah. my God. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Uh, no, the guy that I noticed, uh, the sorcerer of the village, he plays the little um, – 
God, what is it? Like, he's also a sorcerer in the Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren movie, I believe. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, because I was like, oh, that voice. It's very, you know, unique and interesting voice he was rocking. Um, Man, hmm. I, I honestly, I was shocked. And I have my, you guys have to listen to the end, but I'm going to make a, a case to Sam that Mad Mardigan should have been played by Christopher Lambert instead of <laughs> Val Kilmer. Which I realized as soon as I watched the movie, I Val Kilmer is so good. Dude, yeah, he's pretty awesome. I was like, okay, this makes my work harder, but I think I can still pull it off with legal loopholes. Right. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's an exciting, fun movie. I miss kids' movies where because I remember this was a kids' movie for me. Uh, yeah. not really a kids' movie though. It's very intense. We just start off. And it starts with a text uh, crawl, which I love, right? The uh, the reading homework before a movie starts. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. Not in a facetious comedy way. I really love that. I do enjoy it. Right. Um, all right. Spoilers. For those of you who haven't seen Game <laughs> of Thrones, pause it. Spoilers. Oh, God. If you haven't seen it by now. Yeah. I, I put Game of Thrones in that if you don't, you have one day to watch it. And yeah. then you can't be upset. Same with, like, Avengers. If you didn't go the first weekend... Sorry, man. They give you four days. It's fine. Uh, worst political decision. Murdering everyone in the city you were going to rule by fire or just murdering all their babies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, are you, so you're talking about how the queen wants to kill all the little babies? Yeah, they literally just start with uh, the queen's just murdering every baby that's born. That's <laughs> the like, only way shit. to be 100% sure. Yeah, she's like, well, I could just look for the child of prophecy, but, you know, that's hard. I have to hire employees. I don't know how dedicated they'll be to the job. Let's just kill every <laughs> single baby. Yeah, she has too much stuff to do anyways. I know, right? She's very busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is a hardcore place to start uh, a movie. Because mm -hmm. in my mind, I was like, why is there not rioting in the streets? And this leads me to this. I think this is a world where people hate babies. <laughs> I think these people actually might be excited uh, that they don't have to have these goddamn babies anymore. Uh, I don't know if that's what they're going for, but that's an interesting. No, it's an un unintended consequence of starting your movie with baby murders. Is yeah. I start doing the societal math, right? Where it's like, how many? What's the number of babies ripped from new mothers' arms, uh, brutally murdered before people are like, you know what? This is fucked up. We need a change. <laughs> right? Like, how long before we, we we need hope and change? I don't know. And that movie seemed to have none of it. So I was like, I think these people are okay with the baby murder. Well, it's like, yeah, it's a tough world, obviously. Like, it's medieval. <laughs> I don't know. It's like medieval Europe mixed with magic, so. Yeah, it's, no, it's it's a super rough world. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so what we get is a handmaiden smuggles the baby out mm -hmm. in one of the most heroic moments of the movie. And then they send – this is one of my secret things I love the most about the movie is uh, that they just use real dogs and yeah. just covered them it's in, like, so stuffed stupid. animals. Yeah. Oh, it's so – odd. what are you talking about stupid? It's awesome. It just looks you so You can't stupid. replicate that movement. Well, real dog dogs movement. could kill her, though. I don't see why they had to be, like, hellhounds. They had could... to be fantastical dogs. <laughs> These are dogs that you get the hint might be eating the babies. That has yeah. to change your fur. But, I mean, they should have secured – the costumes, like, bounce around when they're running. It's so weird. <laughs> it's like shifts on their true. back. Like, they're carrying a little package. And they that have, like, rat tails. Scarier. It's like a rat You don't dog. know. They, they move like a shadow. They're kind of liquid in form. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's just not great costuming. But I loved it. I saw that and I was like, "Fuck, I miss that about movies, man." <laughs> I don't yeah. want some big CG beast. I want a dog who literally just has another dog velcroed on top of him, <laughs> basically. And it's very slow yeah. <laughs> because it's weighed down. Yeah, well, dude, I was like, at the start, I forgot because I thought this was a just push the baby into the reeds start, right? Like, no. go down river, good luck. I was like, she walks with that baby through at least four seasons. Yeah, because they, they go to winter, spring, summer, and then yeah, winter. Like, what is this old old lady doing to warm this baby just hiking through the fucking mountains? Oh, dude, people, people were tougher back then. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a movie where you watch it and you're like, oh, our modern asses would be dead immediately. Yeah, I would Everyone's have, uh, way hardcore in this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, like... I don't know exactly how long she was with that baby, but it did seem like quite a while. I mean, that kid, by the time Willow finds it, has a full fro and is yeah. plumped up to at least probably the six to eight month range. Not really moving around on its own. We never get a chance to see that. But I'm like, this is a probably five to six month old baby. Right. So that lady outran the, the giant wildebeest dogs for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Uh, Yeah, but then that's what. So you start with dead babies then we see a very heroic old lady and then she gets fucking eaten yep brutal ripped apart eating and the baby gets washed down river right i was like this is the fucking hard ass start to a movie man <laughs> i do not remember this this would not fly in like a pixar movie or from the baby's perspective it's just a fun adventure yeah the baby's just like i wonder who gets to carry me next <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is yeah. they make it seem like she knows like she's kind of a conscious person because you know how the lady of the forest is like, Alora, Alora wants you to take it. do get weird later where it's just like, oh, the baby told me she wants you to be my guardian. It's like, what the she? fuck did that? Hey. Like in today's world, that would be like, well, we're going to Mori to get that settled because I don't believe you. Yeah, that's not my kid. Did she really say that? Because I didn't yeah. hear it. How the fuck did she say that? Tell me how you speak, <laughs> baby. Who are you? Why are you glowing? Yeah. Are you high? No. Are you Are you a giant fairy? What the fuck? <laughs> What are these little tiny people put in my food? I'm seeing stuff. Uh, yeah, man. Just so like that's what everyone talks now about how Pixar is so like seriously emotionally traumatizing. Say always kill people at the start. Right. They do it in like churched up classy ways, right? Mm-hmm. Parents and grandparents just disappear, and we see a sad image that our kids don't fully understand. This movie's like, oh no, to hell with that. Like. You're a baby. We want to murder you. Yeah, oh, here's an old lady who helps babies. We're gonna eat her alive. Oh, this is hard. This is the kind of thing kids need for today's world. I think. Mm. I yeah, mean, and so then I we uh, we we transfer down the river, and this is uh, where we find. I don't remember what the name of the village is called. I just kept thinking of it as the Shire. I don't think they had a name. They just called it the Nelwyn. Or they're, yeah, they're the they Nelwyn. had like a species name. Yeah. Right, and so. I fucking love this part, man. And honestly, I had forgotten how amazing the Willow family dynamic was. Oh, the kids are so cute. The kids are amazingly cute. Now, are those dwarf kids? I think so. You think so? I think if you look at the fingers, Mm. maybe. Um, Yeah, I I think so. And it was so goddamn. The scene with those two that broke my heart was when Willow's about to take his journey. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll go with you, Father. We'll protect you. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it just fucking <laughs> broke my heart. And then you have, uh, you know, giant fat Burgelmeister, right? Burgle the cup. actual big yeah. fish in a little pond is just, like, trying to weasel his yeah. way out as these two children are showing insane heroism. I don't think Burglecut's a real dwarf, man. I think he's 
just a, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't about? think the sorcerer is a real dwarf either, to be honest with you. I no, think they Well okay. If I'm gonna be honest, I don't know the distinctions between the various uh scientific levels of what is or isn't. Uh Burgomeister's legs are about one foot long each, I think. Mm, could have been trick photography, dude. Oh shit, you think he's the Elijah well, Wood and undercover? I th- yeah, and I think the sorcerer used someone else's hands. His no, that stupid. sorcerer is definitely in other movies as a little person. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you you were putting movie magic where there was none. <laughs> it's so magical, you just assume. <laughs> just like Game of Thrones. Yeah. No, I, man, I forgot about his wife and his relationship is yeah. really well done in when this When she movie. gives him her hair, it's pretty, oh, it's pretty sad. Yeah, but see, that's what I mean. It was so, I liked this is what I, I had forgotten. I liked uh, Willow because he starts off as this kind of little dick, right? Where he's like, just rush it down the river. Fuck it. Like, you know, push him back out. Because <laughs> he, he wants to get back to business, man. He's yeah, trying to become a sorcerer. he's got a farm, right? Because he's like the town goof off. And he, this year he's getting down to business. He's got mm-hmm. a plant. No one's going to make fun of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burgomeister's not going to steal his land. He's <laughs> he's ready to work, right? Yeah. Uh, but then you see Willow's big heart and he falls in love with the baby, whatnot. And then you find out Willow's also just a street magician. Right. Which was really cool. I like the festival scene. See, that's the stuff where the world... And that's where you also get a Kenny Baker cameo. R2-D2 is in the band. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's I forgot. Cool. Yeah, it's like a George Lucas verse thing. So, like, yeah, there's some crossovers here. Uh, I dug the village, man. I liked all the actors. I liked the characters. The music. Uh, Yeah, I mean, everything about that village just felt real and lived into me, which was great. And then I loved when the wolf attacks and mm. Willow's running to try to save his child and the warriors come out and they fuck that dog up. Yeah, very slowly. But oh. They do. oh, that was awesome. I was like, oh, my God, they have a warrior cast. <laughs> it was just like that well, they, they little have three fantasy warriors. building that have, worked a lot for me. <laughs> they have three warriors, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the other warriors were probably holding you know, the fort And you, you know what's funny about that is in the, on the IMDb thing, it's Vonkar is the main dude. And then the right. other the other two guys are just called Von Car Warrior, Von Car Warrior. So they didn't even give him names. <laughs> Von Car's bitch. Oh, dude, and his yeah. buddy uh, Milo- Migosh or Milosh, he's pretty awesome too. Yeah, but that's this is what I'm saying though. This this to me, this opening is the more interesting, better version of Fellowship of the Rings start, right? Right. Because I like all of the little people in this village more than I like all of the little people in Lord of the Rings. Because they're, they're... It seems more real, almost. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It has nothing... No one talks about the fact that they're short or anything like that. It's just they have real-world shit going on in this village. Yeah. Willow, Willow being made fun of again because his pig trick fails, and <laughs> he wants desperately to be the sorcerer's apprentice, and he you know he hesitates, and he picks wrong. We think maybe he'll be all right. Um, mm. I like that, man. I like going to the council meeting, and I really liked when he gave him the acorns. Yeah. And he's like, you know, it's just like a different take on magic. But also, you know? why didn't that dude use those acorns on the on the wolf? Well, I don't think he was there, right? Did we see? Oh, no. Yeah, he was there. He just finished uh, Apprentice picking. Yeah, he's not. I guess he's not a battle mage. Maybe he doesn't have a strong enough arm anymore. That's why he needs an apprentice. <laughs> or Yeah. That's he's true. like a bullpen coach now. <laughs> dude, did you ever play the uh, Willow NES game? I did. It was pretty I badass. I Willow used those NES. acorns all the time. They were awesome. Yes. No, I. it's so funny because I watched this again, and I was like, how many people 
started D&D because of Willow. Yeah. I feel like this is a genesis well, movie for a lot of Well, it was a, it was a good time for it, too, because D&D was, like, it, it hadn't just come out, but it had just gotten super popular in the yeah. late 80s, you know? Yes, and this is where we have these awesome, like, this. And yeah, Crawl. Crawl's more sci-fi, but it plays fantasy. Yeah, it's still the same thing. Yeah. Great time for that, but, man, I think back to so many things I do in Dungeons & Dragons, and they're in this movie. Right. <laughs> I know I made lots of uh, little characters like Willow back when I first saw yeah, this movie. And the, every D&D group has a guy who desperately wants to be mad, as cool as Mad Mardigan. Right. <laughs> Everyone. No, um, I that's something else I liked a lot, this viewing. I liked the, the take on magic in this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting that it wasn't just some, there's one big magic you know, source, and you have to follow the rules and this and that. I like that they show us various kinds of magic user, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's more of a reliant on kind of finding your own way through the world. This is obviously a very heavy theme, and Willow is just learning to be okay with what you are in the world. But right. yeah, man, I, I thought the acorns were really cool. And I'll tell you this, the acorns fucked me up, though, because I liked it. And when he dropped one in that battle scene at the castle, right? Uh-huh. He drops one and it it turns the plank to stone. And I was like, they're just reminding us that they have the the acorns. The acorn's gonna fucking solve all their problems, goddammit. Almost. And I was actually mad yeah. about the acorn. I'm like, that's kind of a pussy way out. But they use the acorns brilliantly at the end. Oh, I know, it's great. I love that she catches the acorn and then rejects it. And is like, mm-hmm. is that all you got? Right? We'll yeah. just jump I'll just say that now. We'll, finish. <laughs> we'll, we'll just jump. We're going end. a little out, but I like that in the end, Willow is forced to go back to the pig trick. That is an excellent oh, yeah. writing trick that, that they did. That was good foreshadowing, is, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, we just assume that Willow is going to use the acorns of a real sorcerer, right? Mm-hmm. And that he's shown some hints, but in the moment of crisis, he's not enough. And then his fucking trick that failed him before works. And somehow because of emotional distress, maybe uh, a concussion... <laughs> <laughs> the witch blows herself up. But we'll get to that. But I, I love the acorn. But that's what I mean. The little beat of the acorn and Willow trying to morph uh, Rizel back and failing and her becoming different animals. Mm-hmm. The use of magic in this instead of just an easy, quick fix for the plot. I love how it actually complicates things more uh, as they go. I thought the magic was super fun in this movie. And I like that they didn't they didn't overuse the magic. Like uh, it, It's the same thing Lord of, Ring, Lord of the Rings did. Because they could have just had Gandalf, like you know, shooting lightning bolts and shit. But instead, they right. made they made magic like, kind of scarce and something. Yeah, it's something Gandalf that you had just, to really. Uh... What? <laughs> yeah, I said instead of lightning bolts, Gandalf just uses uh, the magic equivalent of the flashlight app on your iPhone a bunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just blinds people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that. I like that. Mag- I like it. I like that. It's not like you know a Marvel movie where people are flying around shooting energy. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because I didn't – I think this is probably stylistically and emotionally to me, this is probably the closest movie uh, recapturing of kind of what A New Hope was doing. Right. This movie plays a lot and has that really fun, chaotic, things are falling apart all the time as we run around an adventure, mm-hmm. like A New Hope, which I – I really liked a lot. The the Mad Martigan is your Han Solo and Willow dynamic is just fantastic in this movie. Uh, and yeah, it had that very 
Lucas was great at this in the 80s, right? Between uh, Star Wars and Indiana Jones and this. A lot of these, like, just really fun adventure movies in unusual worlds. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with you. I like that the magic is just – there is magic, but you never know. <laughs> you never fucking know. Well, you don't really know as soon what... as he blows himself into the tree, you're like, oh, great. Now Willow has the super wand, and he's going to fucking, you know, magic himself out of every scenario. And it it's never used as a get-out-of-jail-free card, that wand. No. Except for, when, like to... except for when Razelle gets it. But then you realize, like, how powerful well, she's the wand actually, actually like, is. She's actually, like, a hardcore sorceress. Yeah. Like, and she's I... done the training. I do like that the two most powerful characters in this world are like two old women. Dude. Okay. I'll save it for when we get to the witch duel. But yes, I loved the way Rizelle plays out. And I thought Rizelle was going to be hot or something. And then she popped out. And I guess she'd been an animal for so long that she'd are aged. Are you saying she's not? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, She's all right, I guess. You didn't get a little of that Nicholson and Room 237 tickle? <laughs> <laughs> And why was her hair wet when she first came back? I was like, what? But anyways. It's greasy to be reborn into the world. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. But, oh, man. All right, so we're, let's get back to some of our greater points. So we set up our adventure uh, mission. Uh, this is another thing they did. This was the other magic thing I forgot. I liked that the sorcerer in the village, you don't know that the acorns are going to work until it falls out in that plank because everything he does magic doesn't work. Yeah, they could just be. When he's like, "Let me yeah. talk to the bones," and he's like, "Fuck the bones, <laughs> follow the dove." He's like, "Fuck that dove." <laughs> but then he actually does have magical power. You find out later. Yeah. I like that. I like that. But um, yeah. So Willow's mission apparently is they're going to walk this baby back to a human, and they pick this place called the Crossroads. Mm-hmm. And once we get to the Crossroads, you're like. Why in the ever-loving name of Christ, yeah, if they knew what the crossroads was, would they pick that place? Yeah, don't leave it's the kid there. A, yeah, it's just uh, smoke and cages with corpses in them. <laughs> it's pretty, like, uh, pretty per- brutal, yeah. It's, it's like where they put the find- uh, prisoners, right? Yeah, it's the old uh, medieval equ- equivalent of finding a babysitter on Craigslist. <laughs> but yeah, it's just fucking terrifying there. Dude. And uh, this is where we meet Mad Mardigan. Right, and his uh, teeth, and you meet his teeth. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that? The MVP of the movie, perhaps, Mad Mardigan. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Val Kilmer in this movie, it's it's hard to express how much I loved him in this movie, man. (laughs) Because what I also loved, a little bit at the end, but they never do the hardcore, like, oh, I've been waiting to be the hero the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know? They do a little bit by the end, but he's still feels very true to his roguish nature yeah he's kind of a bad guy in a, in a way at the beginning yeah uh he starts off and he's just such a creep mm-hmm. and then we find out that perhaps he was a great soldier in the queen or you know in these other wars when he meets that soldier who just every time they meet he's just like <laughs> talking the most shit about Mad Martin. yeah <laughs> that giant blonde guy in the armor it's <laughs> his old like, buddy yeah eric because yeah. he's like yeah we're buddies but he's like we have different creeds in life, so I think you should fucking die in that cage. It's like, dude, just let him out. Just let him out to go adventure. What the fuck? Eric's a Republican and Mardigan's a Democrat. <laughs> so they- Eric's like, I totally believe in the for-profit human birdcage industry. 
Oh man! But yeah, his teeth are so jacked up. And then, then two scenes that's later, you're really you're really honed in on the the teeth, dude. That's one of my favorite things is when directors like when you see old westerns where people have just really fucked up teeth, and I'm like, oh god, that's probably that's, how it would have been like, man. <laughs> this is the weirdest. Sometimes people get so hung up on makeup and costumes, and it always makes me laugh. I remember I was watching Pulp Fiction in high school or college with my my best friend in high school, Crone, right? Mm-hmm. And he just kept going, ugh, ugh, like disgusted grunts. And I'm like, what? What is wrong with you? How do you not like this movie? And he's like, Uma Thurman's haircut. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, the one side is clearly like an inch or two longer than the other. Like, why is the haircut offset? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You're watching Pulp Fiction for the first time and it's ruined for you because of Uma Thurman's haircut. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, people... I, it's a weird thing, though. Sometimes there are just costuming and makeup choices that just catch you. It does kind of ruin you. it for me, but it's just like if I see a Western or something where people have perfect white teeth, it's just kind of like, okay, well, that dude's not really that handsome, you know? Yeah, your lines of where your suspension of disbelief fall in movie watching is always fascinating to me. Yeah. You're the one – I might have made, told this joke on the show, but you're the one who told me you hated Annihilation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they took off their hazmat suits. Yeah. And, and also, like, well, of I course can... they took off their hazmat suits. Why? Why did they take them off? Because they paid actors to act in a moat. You don't want to watch them emote through a trash bag. Well, hey, man, write a different script. Isn't that guy supposed to be a good... <laughs> that guy that wrote that's supposed to be a good writer, isn't he? All that movie would be, if you wrote it, is just heavy breathing, fogged up plastic, and like the sound of those track suits Italian mobsters wear. Yeah, so take that those millions of dollars you spent on that movie and give it to poor people, or make oh it, my or make a different movie. How about that? Well, I like that you at least are helping poor people. That's good. Yeah, you or, put me in the unwinnable scenario of yeah, you, having you my Natalie Portman exposed to viruses or helping poor children. It's a hard. That's a hard place to. Put or just get no name actors then make it. You know, hazmat. It suit. doesn't matter who the actors are. You want to see the emoting. Oh well text it <laughs> no okay your your weird piccadillos aside uh what, what is your favorite what do, what do you think is the best thing about mad martigan in this movie general kale you, that's the scene because he had a heroic duel that's what you dug i just like that character i feel like that character would be badass in any movie i used to know a guy in college named kale and i'd always say general kale whenever i saw him but, yeah, uh, I feel like General Kale has become a victim of not aging well. What do you mean? Well, because now Kale has just been taken over by the leafy green lettuce replacement. Oh, God. It's spelled different, dude. Yeah, General Kale would <laughs> now be like some guy's, you know, Instagram name. And he's just like, look, I'm a fitness model. I just pulp juices all day. And, uh, you know, I eat kale. It's a superfood. Don't eat animals, y'all. What's up? Check my stories. That's General Kale in this world. Right. If he had a skeleton to wear, it would be on a shirt. It's like, this is what's <laughs> left after you eat your bacon, bro. This is this is how skinny I want to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> right there yeah, with General Gen- Quinoa. Yeah, General Kale. <laughs> just like General Froyo. Fro- just unfortunately hey man, didn't. Froyo's didn't well. good. Don't, don't talk yeah. shit about Froyo. Commandant Froyo really, really took a hit. <laughs> but you didn't like General Kale? Uh, no, I, I, I He didn't always... have any story development or anything. I just thought the costume and the character was really cool. And his sword 
was bad. That's all you need. That's all I, you need. I like because there are enough. This gets back. I've been having a lot of character development. Like, where's the line on character development arguments because of Game of Thrones, right? Uh-huh. I liked in old fantasy movies and sci-fi movies where you have your main character that's giving me story, right? So I'm getting a lot of story from uh, Sorcia and her mother. Yeah. So they have actual story and arcs. I'm okay with just a big, visually amazing henchman that I know has to be defeated in a sword fight. Yeah. He's like the original. I don't. Mountain. I don't need massive amounts of story. Like the two brownies. I don't need a huge emotional arc from those guys, right? <laughs> I have Willow and Mad Mardigan. But you'll get it anyways. Yeah, I'm like they ended up having a very profound realization. Yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't. But they were just funny, man. Kevin Pollock in Dude, a weird. Yeah. I, for, I totally didn't realize that was that Kevin. Was him. Fuck yeah. That's oh, awesome. he's so, he's fucking outstanding and everything. <laughs> and he's uh, bald at the end. He takes off yeah, his little no. rat hat, and the guy's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're, so good. Their whole thing. I like Kevin Pollock gets one of the cooler uh, overlook scenes in the movie where he accidentally love potions himself. <laughs> and falls in love with the cat. It is, <laughs> yeah, he's determined to fuck a cat and then falls into a bucket of beer and just starts getting drunk. Oh, my God, yeah. I was like, that is hardcore uh, <laughs> problems to deal with in a kid's movie again. <laughs> Th- those might actually be my favorite characters. If I'm be- Actually, the more I talk about this movie, I do really like it. I just was... I, I just don't think the effects held up was my biggest problem. You know, see, this is what I would say. I see this movie the exact opposite way. I look back nostalgically to seeing everything have the same lighting, right? Like, it just feels different and mm-hmm. more interesting to me when it's mostly real. And obviously, like, when they get to the giant beast and whatnot, they add claymation. Yeah. But I like the claymation, too. It takes me back to a time. Uh, there, there's this kind of element that fantasy movies have. I don't have to believe that the giant troll is really there in the room. Mm-hmm. I like the claymation. It takes me back to a time and it, it's okay. It's a fantasy film. It can look a little out of place, whatever. I, I like this movie. I, I, I don't want it to, you know, get the 4k restoration, uh, CG added, whatever. I like where it was, man. I like that. It's still there. Hmm. It adds to the old timey world of it, which I like. Yeah, you're like, uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't know. When when you like old stuff, but like if if you were just, <laughs> I was trying to think of the word for it. Are uh, you calling me an antiquer? <laughs> you're like an antiquer, but uh, if it came out this year, would you feel the same way? You think? Like, what if someone made a claymation movie? Or what if someone made a horror movie that used claymation? Not like a slick Tim Burton, but like someone came out and made essentially Howard the Duck today. Right. I think I would love it. Really? <laughs> so that's yeah, what I'm saying. I there don't... are certain people that like uh, like the, those old technologies. Yeah. Well, you you work in the field of post production, so you always are on this more than me. Like every time we watch a movie, you're like. What's going on with the blacks in the corner of your TV? Oh, I think the audio is off 0.85 seconds. Uh, <laughs> look at this. Look at that. Oh, what's with that frame? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I don't notice those things, right? Mm-hmm. I was a film student. I used to work in post-production, man. <laughs> like, I'm just one of those guys. I just totally melt away into a narrative. As long as what I'm watching is working in my narrative uh, playground, I don't give a fuck about the rest of that stuff. Yeah, And uh, to me, there's just a charm to it. And the question is, will like my kids watch it and be like, what the fuck? Or will they also be swept up in the magic, which I hope they would be. So they haven't watched it yet? 
No, Hunter did come in for the claymation scene because he thought it was like a King Kong Godzilla kind of thing. Love that scene. <laughs> and then he, for some reason, he loved Mad Mardigan. Like, he latched on to Mad Mardigan in that scene. And he's like, yeah, I'm Mad Mardigan. And he was swinging his sword <laughs> around. But then he didn't want to watch any more of the movie. Yeah, he doesn't want any of the talking. But that's like Val Kilmer magic. My son came in and just saw Val Kilmer doing his one-man army scene mm-hmm. <laughs> where he's just fucking everyone up in this castle by himself and saw Mad Mardigan riding a two-headed cock dragon. I guess it's <laughs> I a cock dragon. I don't know what that thing was. And uh, my kid was just screaming that he wanted to pretend to be Mad Mardigan. I was like, yeah, of course yeah. you would. That guy's amazing in that scene. And his armor was <laughs> badass. In that. He just looked cool. Yeah, well, that that was the turn where he's like, okay, now I'm going to cosplay as a hero. Mm-hmm. and uh, But he's still kind of got this goofy, like, you know, catapulting himself, jumping on the cock dragon. It was just cool, man. <laughs> the was, cock dragon. He's so good. that The fighting in this movie is way better than I had remembered, too. Mm-hmm. The action sequences, especially the castle, the one man, where it's Mad Martigan doing his, uh, you know, <laughs> Kevin McAllister, Home Alone yeah, in the Castle. Yeah, that's basically what it was, dude. Yeah, and then uh, his escape from the tavern and the fight on the wagon, I thought was actually very thrilling. <laughs> I was like, they did really good choreography during that. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, when he was dressed up as a woman, and he's like, gentlemen, meet luck. And the oh guy's my like, God, not that was woman? so fun. No, oh, well, no, that's when he's fucking this guy's wife. Because yeah. right? this is the other thing. We know for a fact. No, like almost immediately after he got freed, he went back to his dirty deeds, man. Well, no, he got freed, and then... The brownies stole a baby from him. Because this is one of those scenes in a movie. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to like this movie. When all of a sudden, Willow and his friend are heading back to go see their loved one. They're like one. singing songs and stuff, yeah. And all of a sudden, a hawk being ridden by a tiny fairy <laughs> brownie guy is uh. carrying the baby. And he's like, I stole the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I totally have forgotten those. Because I was thrown for a loop. I was like, wait, the movie's over? I was like, okay. <laughs> That's weird. That's not exactly the brown- how I remembered it. Well, okay. also, why didn't they just give the bra- the baby to the brownies? They probably could have taken care of it. Yeah, right. Well, they can't carry him. I mean, I guess they have the flying hawk, though. Well, and they have hawk. a giant fairy magic creature. Okay, now this is, this is a hiccup for me because I'm like, first off, giant golden magic lady. You're giving me this fucking magic wand, right? <laughs> and then you can speak baby. Yeah. And you're a giant golden, like, elemental magical being. Why can't you come with me? Yeah, or just put the baby in a, in a cave or something for 20 years. <laughs> and then we'll watch that movie when she's an adult. And Yeah, okay. Now, Sarah this Michelle is Geller the weird part of the prophecy awesome. where she's like, that baby's going to kill you. And I'm like, I think at the end, uh, what was her name? Batty? Who? The, the, the witch? Oh, uh, oh, crap. How am I forgetting her name? Uh, Bad Morpha. Yeah, right? Because it's Bam like Morpha Bad Morpha yeah. and Sorshaw. Like, cool wow, they really went movie, on yeah. the nose with the names. <laughs> yeah, it's like Bad Morpha. Bad, bad mother, basically, I think is what it was supposed to be. Yeah, but you're like, okay, I feel like you killed yourself. Like, the baby might have driven you to it, but the baby did not kill you, as prophecy had said. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand how she died, to be honest. I guess the dark magic got her. Yeah, we'll get... We'll get there. Uh, back to Mad Mardigan, though, because mm. besides the lady in the forest not helping. Yeah, so this is a great rogue scene, right? I was like, I should assign this as homework to all my D&D players. Like, rewatch this scene. 
Mm-hmm. This is how every D&D DM imagines their tavern scenes playing out. And in the end, it's like what really happens is people waste 10 minutes ordering fake beers. Yeah. And then you just go get a bounty. Like it's just tavern scenes are the worst in D&D. Uh, cold tavern starts are the worst in D&D. Don't do it, guys. If you're out there, DMs, don't do that anymore. <laughs> Because when we DMs think of a tavern, this is how we want it to play, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at all these fucking racist white people screaming peck and, uh, you know, <laughs> there's drunks and whatever. Oh, look at that rogue over there fucking this guy's wife, dressing up not only as a woman, but a woman with super huge tits. Apples for tits. Yeah, yeah no, apples. What kind of apples are you eating, motherfucker? I know. How many apples? You got those California <laughs> apples? Yeah. <laughs> No, no they, these are they like apples, watermelon-sized tits. Yeah, but he used apples is what I'm saying. Oh, lots of apples. A plethora of yeah, apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He put apples. I thought you were saying they were the size of apples. I was like, wow, Those we ap- have very different <laughs> supermarkets. Whole Foods is lit, apparently. <laughs> oh, <No>. <laughs> Jelson's, bro. But yeah, so not only fucks this guy's wife, then decides to dress not only as a woman, but a woman with comically huge tits. Mm-hmm. And then the dude walks in and just fucking is like, I was really mad that I thought you were cheating on me. But now I'm going to cheat on you right to your face. Yeah. Hashtag me cheating. <laughs> and he asks, yeah, how, for real, man, right? Mm-hmm. And then he uh, walks up to Mad Mardigan and drops the greatest pickup line ever. Want to breed? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good and one. And then yeah. that leads, yeah, because then the bad guys break in looking for the baby. Huh. And the want to breed guy realizes he just offered to fornicate a man. Uh-oh. And freaks the fuck out and just starts whooping ass. And that gives Mad Mardigan and Willow the diversion. Yeah, it creates some but I was chaos. Like, I feel like that guy's overcompensating. Do you think that guy actually thought Mad Mardigan was a woman? Well, I mean, or was he just, he's you know, was very he, hairy. Yeah. Right. This is the, uh, I think, the Lady Doth protest too much moment. Right. It's like, he's really causing a ruckus. <laughs> he could have just let that die down and not admitted to the whole bar he tried to fuck a dude. Yeah, I think he was overplaying it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're when your name's Lug and you're that big, I don't think you really care what other people think. <laughs> Lug, <laughs> I think his name was Lug, right? He probably just calls himself Lugnut. Lugnut, yeah. that's his breeding nickname. <laughs> you want to breed? <laughs> you want a Lugnut, baby? Hey. You want to? Oh, he's grabbing her apples. He's like, "Why are your tits so hard?" <laughs> Like, Why are your tits hard? I don't care. I don't really want you to talk. I'm not delicious. into that. Yeah. yeah, this is old time where I just breed on you. You don't get to talk to me, hard tits. I breed on you. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible world. <laughs> no wonder Sorsha was such a badass. Dude, by the way, we haven't talked about Sorsha at all, but good lord. Good looking woman, what? right? Oh, see, you're in. You're romantically entangled. Dude, I fell in love with her immediately. I don't even need yeah. a love potion. Just because she's the strong uh, kill you with the sword type? And her sword's really badass. And she's an archer first who's also good at sword fighting. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I guess you had to be good at both back then. It would probably help. (laughs) Yeah. God, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't connect the dots. Mad Mardigan gets out, takes a child that he's going to look after. The brownies steal that child, and less than a day later, he's like, well, might as well go get wet. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well go make another child. With yeah, Lug's wife. Fuck? Yeah, okay. That is not not heroic, but I like that they're staying. That's what true I'm saying. He wasn't nature. really good. He's not a good guy until at the very end. Not at the very end, but you know, at the beginning of the third act when when he's like, Willow, I'm coming with you or whatever. We'll do whatever it takes to protect Alora. That's when he shifts into like yeah. the hero. 
There, there is a moment, but you get the feeling that again, that scene in the tavern, that's the ultimate D and D wet dream for a DM. I'm always like, God, I wish my players would get there with me. Well, you just have to have an evil army come invade the tavern is all, dude. No, I just have to have an NPC who's trying to fuck one of them while they're in drag with so, Appleton. So you don't want the baby search and you just want the fight over the wife in the bar. Yeah, see, I like those little interpersonal soap opera struggles. Yeah. Also, then, like, where's my halfling? Oh, God, he's trying to fuck the cat. What's <laughs> happening in this D&D game? <laughs> that right? cat would have eaten him, though. I don't... <laughs> it's so stupid. Maybe uh, that's what he's into. Yeah, maybe he wants to be inside the cat's mouth. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the point of the movie where we start kind of repeating action scenes, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the evil army ran them up the mountain and kept them in the snow prison. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> that's a weird scene, too. But they could slide down the hill on a on a shield, which was pretty yes, cool. Yes, the sledding. I was like, that's just fun. <laughs> it's kind of silly, but it's fun. I love, like... To me, a microcosm of what's great about this movie's adventure sense mm-hmm. is Mad Mardigan in Sorsha's tent. Oh, where yeah. he hates Sorsha, this and that, but he gets a little love potion, and then he just has to sneak in and get the baby. But he's torn between the baby and back to her, you know, spouting poetry, whatever. Mm-hmm. That is a perfect example and microcosm of what is really fun about this movie. Um, there's a thing that some movies do, right? It's It's an old movie adage of, uh, you know, just make it harder. Whatever it is your characters are doing, make it harder. Add obstacles, obstacles. Yeah, staircase. Yeah, and sometimes it gets to the point where it's obnoxious, where you're like, well, now you're just, you're making it so ridiculously hard that if the person succeeds, it's just cartoonish, right? Like, I'm I'm not buying in anymore. This movie walks that line really well of constantly making it insanely hard, but never to the point where I'm like, well, no one could survive this. You could say the sledding, I guess, but... <laughs> Well, you, you could survive sled. the sledding. But, sled. So you're saying yeah. you couldn't survive rolling down a hill being cut, turned into a snowball? No, Matt Mardigan could have survived. I don't think Alora survives that sled. Ride. Oh, yeah, because they, like, hit something and fly into a... Yeah, they do, like, a 40-foot jump, like yeah. an X Games jump. You're like, I think people have died in the X Games trying that. I don't think this infant lives. <laughs> uh, well, although, I don't know. She can talk to magical people and pick her own guardians. I don't know. Maybe this magic baby is uh, something special. Yeah, yeah, I like that's, that's true that is a great example of the fun adventure obstacle building that's not too over the top. Uh, really fun scene. He goes back. He meets Eric. And then they run some more. This is where they get to the castle. And I fucking love the castle scene is just fantasy porn to me. Mm-hmm. The, ca- the sets it. are awesome. The castle's awesome. The name is cool. It, it reminds me of Minas Tirith, but it's Tirith Aslan. Aslan. But it's like <laughs> you like, just stole the so name from Lord, the Lord of the Rings. and Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty smart. They're like, we'll just combine these similar sounding things. Just say fantasy stuff. It'll be good for the metadata. What's metadata? Shut up. It'll be in the future. People are going to love this. What is metadata? I don't know. <laughs> I just know it's wildly important to podcasts. That's all I know. All right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I liked Mad Mardigan donning the armor. I liked his traps. I liked the fighting. Mm -hmm. Um, It did strike me. I was like, wow. Old-timey war really just came down to having a big door. (laughs) Like, there's that great scene where Mad Mardigan is, I love that he's, like, actually pushing off the wall to close those doors. And the army's right there. And as soon as he puts the log on the door, they're like, fuck. We're trapped. We're defeated. <laughs> well, it's hard to siege a castle, dude. 
I know they're like, God, now we got to go cut down a tree and shave off the branches. We're going to get splinters. So, and I was like, that was really what old-timey fighting came down to, was just having a, a a giant stick to put in your door. <laughs> yeah, Trump's right, man. You just need some walls. Right? Sorry. Oh, man. I knew you. Yeah. This this is Donald Trump's entire foreign policy. It's based on medieval warfare. Yeah, though. Walls work. They were all white people running, so I don't think Trump would have built the wall. <laughs> Oh, man. Maybe to keep those trolls out, whatever those were. They were wearing ISIS outfits, dude. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. No, see, I think Trump would have built the wall to keep those trolls out. Those trolls look like the the uh, characters from the start of 2001, A Space Odyssey. They look like monkeys, like, man. They look like monkeys. Yeah, but like really weird faces. They're kind of almost the 2001 apes mixed with Morlocks from a time with machine. With like long kind of look. punk rock hair or something. Yeah, really shaggy hair. They look like troll dolls as well. Do you think that those were also dwarves that were employed by the show? No. Those are full-size people? I think though that was like a high school gymnast or a, a middle school gymnastics club. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of climbing. A lot of climbing and jumping. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that was weird because I, I honestly was frozen because when the scene ended, I was like, wait. Were those the trolls? Those were the trolls that he hates. I think that's the weirdest depiction of a troll I've ever yeah, seen never, in a fantasy yeah. movie. I think of trolls as like big orcs or something. They're al- almost always a troll is shown as giant and some version of green skin. Green skin with like a long, nasty nose. Right. They can be like ice trolls and stuff like that, but you know what I mean? Not necessarily the color palette, but trolls in the, are not mammals. the lineage of like orcs or what <laughs> goblins. Yeah. I was like, that's weird. It's like someone got a discount at Party City, and they're like, no, you're chimpanzees now. <laughs> they were just like, we already yeah. had these chimpanzee outfits. Let's just turn them into trolls. <laughs> like, we got a lot of costuming going on. I don't know if you saw. We already have Skull Guy, and we had to outfit 50 saddles. So Dude, uh, I do want that Skull right. helmet, though. I would wear that. Pretty rad, right? Yeah. I do wonder about its actual effectiveness of defending your face. Well, the one time he got hit, it got shattered. So I was like, ah. Right, I was like, I don't think the face bones are that powerful. I'm like, I think guys break those with punches. I was like, you want to put leg bones on your face, right? Like, make a mask leg out of bones. leg bones. <laughs> it's not as good for the brand, right? It's not as visually compelling, but it's way stronger. Oh, do you think he <laughs> actually made that out of the front of someone's skull? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Probably his first. See, I imagine it was like that was the first man he killed, and that became his helmet. He had to be a bigger man, right? To Yeah. Like, he usurped someone's power. He took over that black guard, right? Like, that's where he killed someone and became the head of that black legion. That's what, you know, gave him the skull. Bad wolf. Yeah. Or maybe it's his mom's skull. He's like, I'm just real sentimental. I miss Wait, mom. is that his mom? Oh, no. No, I, oh, okay. no, I just made that up. I have no idea. <laughs> I was saying the skull is what his if, mom, Norman that's what Bates I'm saying, style. Yeah, if the skull's his mom, that that makes the character even crazier. Yeah. Uh, and how see, big Willow's was his mom? In that scene, know? it was great. Willow just makes a giant monster. Well, the troll. I thought it was the troll. See, I was kind of confused. Willow the troll the falls troll. over because he hits it with the acorn, and then it falls no, no, into no, no, this no. puddle. He hits shit. it with the acorn, and that's what breaks the thing when they're hanging. Yeah. But Willow hits one of them with the wand. They turn oh, into the like wand. Yeah. Chet from Weird Science, and then he kicks it in the water, and then it grows. Yeah, he made a giant fucking monster. Yeah, at the end where they're like, we can't breach Bad Mora's castle. I'm like, maybe do that thing again. Yeah. Just well, start morphing things and kicking them into water. I think he needs a troll for that, though. They should have just, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, bring those trolls. Capture those trolls. Let's go. Bring them. No, but this actually has a great scene because I like that Willow actually fights in this scene. Mm-hmm. And again, they don't do any silly gimmicks like he has to do like trickery fighting because he's little. No, he just stabs a dude. He just straight up is like, I'm going to be a hero and save this baby and fucking runs in and guts a guy. I, I think the... Besides Mad Mardigan always calling him the racist slur of Peck, which seems... <laughs> Like, even the brownies call him Peck. I'm like, wow, that's, like, really fucking hardcore. Well, because they're smaller than him, so I don't Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you, Specs? It's Peck and Spec, right? You get smaller, you get, like, extra letters added on. I don't know. But they're proportionate, I I guess. But other than that, they don't do a lot of this pampering of Willow. Mm -mm. He actually is a true fantasy hero throughout the movie. It's just like, hey, man, it doesn't matter what you got going on. Grab that baby. Walk. Move it. Get your ass in gear. Fight with the sword, you know? I love that about it. Because it, it makes Willow much more epic. That I remember him being more helpless as a kid. No. And maybe that's just what you latch on to because you're little and you feel like you would be helpless in that scenario. Willow is a straight-up badass in this movie. Yeah, it's great. He's very brave. For, no, uh... he's super brave, but there, there's the shot that just sent chills down my spine is where he comes walking out of that tower and he's stumbling and he falls and he's just like, Talk. I couldn't do it. Or, you know, there were too many of them, something like that. You couldn't and they save took, her, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't save her. They took Alora. And his, like, heart heartbreak as he just did this fucking super heroic fight. And he's still stumbling, moving forward, trying to save her. And he collapses under the weight of it. Mm-hmm. It's just a fucking amazing shot. They have that beautiful, like, smoke going through the shot. Mm-hmm. And then... uh. I think the smoke through old fantasy movies, too, that's an underused tool nowadays. Everything's clean and animated. You got to have that smoke floating through. I like the smoke. <laughs> uh, and then Mad Mardigan grabs him and it just says, can you ride? Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it's because he doesn't do that. Willow, you tried hard. We believe in you. You're super. You'll get it. Was just like, it was just like, come on, dude. We're not done. Yeah. Get to it. Go fuck and up Willow just morphine. said, yeah. I, I fuck that moment actually made me tear up a little bit. I'm like, that's so fucking gangster. Mm-hmm. Like just these two bros that are like, Hey man, the fight's not over. Let's go. And they're just like, we'll charge in just as is <laughs> like some of their buddies had shown up, but they're ready to go. I, I loved it. Question I had though. I'm like, did they ever thaw those people out of the fucking gelatinous cubes? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about that actually. I was like, did they just like, well, we were going to use your castle, but you don't have anyone here to feed us bread, so fuck you guys. <laughs> Stay in cubes forever. We'll steal your weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the sweet armor. Yeah. Uh, so then they go, and we have our fight with Bad Mora. Uh, she pulls a Cersei and turns everyone into pigs. Oh, yeah. I was like, God, she's like pigs. insanely powerful. She should have just kept doing that. Stop the blood ritual. Go have like a luau out there. Take all these pigs out and then go do your blood ritual. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like she's like, I have to do it now while there's an army outside of the gates. That seemed like an odd moment. The weird thing that I thought was, why did uh, well, I don't want to be too nitpicky, but the older no, I, you do, what? you fucking do. This is the hazmat suits all over again. Say it, say well, it out loud. Yeah, why didn't they just park, pull up like you know a mile away, and then turn Rezel into a human, and then go forward with her protection? What if they didn't know if Willow could ever do it? Well, they didn't try. They didn't trust him. He had tried three times in the movie already. So you think it just came down to emergency? You have to do I this? I think it was... Yeah, I think I think it was like, Willow, this is our last option. Now. Well, what was their we plan, no man? Choice. What was their plan other than that? Like, 
We're just going to charge this castle. I think they were trying castle. to race up to the castle, and as they got close, they're like, they have a giant door stick too, fuck. Yeah, and exactly. their whole plan fell through. <laughs> they're like, we got to outrace the giant door stick or else we're in big trouble. <laughs> I know. Yeah, um, but this is cool, right? So Willow uh, re reanimates, remorphs her back to a human, not reanimates. She's already uh, like changes or uh, yeah, yeah, polymorph Mor- would be the D and D term. Yeah, morphs her back into her human form. This beautiful, gorgeous old lady. Yeah, very sweaty. Uh, yeah, very greasy. Uh, somehow they find an old lady robe for her. Uh, she frees the pigman, and then they do a, a fake Trojan horse setup. Which feels like, guys, you have the giant door stick. You've won the fight. Don't do this. <laughs> but they do it. They fucking do it. They come this out. is something else I fucking adored in this movie. Uh, the witch fight. Yep. So we go up, and Mad Mardigan and them, they're having these epic fucking sword fights. Um, Really good stuff, right? Eric gets killed by Kale. Yeah. And then Matt Mardigan has to avenge him. And this is something just that I... Mad Mardigan's sword turns into a sword gauntlet? No, no, He has no. an over-the-hand sword. He picks up the... So he has a regular sword that's badass. Right, but his other hand, it's like a sword hand. It's like, yeah. It goes all the way over the hand. It's yeah, not yeah. like a normal sword. Yeah, you can only stab with... Well, I think you could slash with it, but it's like a uh, Qatar. I think that's yeah, what they're called, really the punching cool. daggers. Yeah, I was like, fuck. But it was, like, pretty long. It looked like if Mega Man had a sword hand. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? That's awesome. It basically looked like a sword uh, hand, yeah. Yeah, and he gets his great hero's moment. He fucks up Kale. Uh, but Kale doesn't go down. Kale just keeps fucking going. Mm-hmm. He, when he walks through the sword stab, he's like, arr, arr, and he's still fighting. Yeah, and then, uh, and Mardigan does the old, <laughs> like, uh, plant the the sword on the ground and have Kale fall on it. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, uh, so that, that was a that Rufio. was just good heroic fantasy stuff, right? Mardigan uh, comforting Eric when Eric was such a dick to him at the crossroads. That's that's a bit of character development, perhaps. Dude, maybe. A, however, Eric a does roll Foreman. like twenty times after. <laughs> Did you notice that when Eric got? Yeah, stabbed? Well, he has a lot of armor. He has a lot of armor pulling. <laughs> he just down kept that rolling hill. down the hill. The hill's <laughs> muddy too, so you're like, maybe you should have stuck. stuck but <laughs> I stuck. think Eric was being a bit of a drama queen. Yeah, he's like ah. He's like, I know I'm dead, but I got to get one more cool line in on Mardigan. Yeah, I'm going to roll to Mad Mardigan. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roll. What if Mad Mardigan had been on the stairs and he's like, he would have done that like 20 minute crawling up the stairs. <laughs> Win this war. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mardigan's like, actually, we already won. I'm sorry you're dying. Whoops. <laughs> you need some medical help, dude. Yeah. Uh, but then we go. This was the the all star of the fight, right, is uh, Rizel versus Bad Mora. Mm-hmm. They have an ice and fireball duel. Uh, they're throwing each other around. Like, there's a scene when Bad Mora gets fucking ragdolled around the ceiling, oh, yeah. which I thought was fucking hilarious. I have realized I can never get enough of visual representation of wizard fights. They're just fucking funny to me, right? Because short of just, like, laser blasting each other, it's when they start doing the weird, like, I'll pick you up with physics and float you around. (laughs) (laughs) That shit always makes me laugh. But what I loved when I was like, oh, this is next level awesome, is when they get locked hand-to-hand and Rizel just starts fucking throwing haymakers. Yeah. Rizel is throwing old lady bombs. I was like, your fucking brittle ass old lady bones would be exploding right nah, now. Nah, she's super powered, dude. She's throwing hard ass hooks. Yeah, well, she's using magic to en- to enhance her strength. But I was like, it was so off guard because they did the awesome, you know, fire and ice shot. And I love their magic words when Rizel's like, 
Oh, dude. Oh, I was loving it. Yeah. It was, you know, again, fantasy porn. A lot of this movie just nips hard. Like, well, and let's like, do it. dude, two powerful women just fighting up in the in the tower. Pretty hot. Oh yeah, pretty hot. Well, they didn't do the like, you know, you're like, oh, well, Mad Mardigan's got to come save the day. Like, no, fuck you. No. Uh, but when she starts throwing those punches, I was like, I don't think I've seen that in another wizard fight. <laughs> Like, just being like, this magic stuff is lame. I'm going to fucking punch I'm you in the face. I'm just going in. Yeah, I'm going in for Yeah, I've spent 400 years as a muskrat imagining punching you right in the face. Oh, dude. I, <laughs> yeah, that was badass. I fucking loved it, dude. Yep. And then she gets knocked asunder. We kind of talked about this. Willow uses the uh, deus ex machina acorn, mm-hmm. and it's rejected. That's a master stroke. That's a cool shot, though. When now, it happens in turning. the end. Yeah, and she starts. She brings her hand and back. She's like, like oh she's astonished. Like she can't believe that that's happening to her. Like she looks over at him and is like, right. "What well, the they, fuck?" That has that great moment too, where she's like, "Is that the most of you?" Yeah, she shakes it like, off. Is yeah. that all you are? Like talking shit about his little, you know, cute, cutesy acorn magic. Mm-hmm. And this is when he pulls the pig trick with the baby. Uh, now, as to Badmore's death, when she's like, "There is no such realm." When he's like, "I'll send her to a realm with no evil," she's like, "It doesn't exist." And when he does the voila, she just immediately gets so mad <laughs> that then the the lightning strikes her. And what I think happens is the blood ritual needs to claim flesh. So I think because she had lost control of the ritual, she's eaten by the blood magic. Yeah. Which everyone who is a fantasy nerd and D&D player knows, don't mess with blood magic. Don't do blood magic, dude. Blood magic Almost exclusively bad. <laughs> Stay in school. Don't do blood magic. Yeah, it's not perhaps the most logical way for her to die, but I think you can justify it, right? But what is cool is I like that Willow defeats her with his street magic, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than re- real magic. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Because he finally embraced what he is. He's not a sorcerer. He's shown hints of it. He has the acorns. He wants to be a sorcerer. But what is he now? He's a heroic guy who loves this kid, and he's like, what do I really know? Street magician shit. <laughs> and that's what he uses. It's basically just, yeah, thinking on his feet. He I thought that was tricks. such a, a beautiful way to wrap up Willow's hero journey. Because, again, they never coddle Willow in this movie. Mm-mm. And they don't let him just get away with an easy acorn toss, right? He has to earn it, and I fucking love that scene. Yeah, it would have been pretty lame if the acorn actually turned her to stone. Yeah, I mean that's just that's I just thought, so yeah stupid. that scene where she caught it was just so cool to me. Oh, and it, that's man. what I mean because I was watching it when the acorn fell out of his pocket. I was like, God damn it! They're just reminding us that they're gonna use the Deus Ex Machina, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's they're doing that. So at the end of the movie, we're like, Why didn't he use that the whole time? He didn't have a. They built it in, telling us that it was gonna work, and then they they tricked us, right? I liked it. They. The writers and directors, a little bit of street magic themselves, per se. Nice. Um, Just a great scene. Uh, At the end, is Mad Mardigan and Sorcerer, are they going to be the king and queen of that castle? Is that what we're led to believe and raise the baby? Well, I think they go to the good castle. They don't stay at the bad castle. Oh, see, I thought that was the bad castle with the spell lifted. No, I think they go back to Tyrus. Well, if you're at that castle, where were the gelatinous cube citizens, or did they get released somehow? I think that that was probably on the cutting room floor. They probably left that out. When of the Bad room. Mora gets defeated, all the gelatinous cubes subside. Well, I guess if she turned them into it, that could be. I thought that was uh, the bad castle turned good, but that's right. Well, and it could uh, be. I just assumed. I'll tell it was you the this, huh? I could not get enough of Willow's hero's return. Okay. 
not only Willow riding in on a steed, everyone fucking cheering him. Yeah. Right? His arch nemesis, the Hamburglar, Burgelmeister, whatever his name is. Burglecuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, gets shit right in his face. From a, doesn't Willow make a bird or something? Yes, that's right. So he Willow does learn a spell. Now he <laughs> has a magical tome, right? He yeah. gets it from uh, Rizel. Yeah. And on his journey, he is learning something, right? He turns a, a stone or something into a, a bird. That shits on Hamburglar's face, which I loved. <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, but when he, because everyone is cheering him, right? And this is the other thing. Willow is always shown as even small for this village, it feels like. Yeah. To have him that head above everyone else, right? From where he started, it's a beautiful image. But when everyone's cheering him and he sees his wife and kids, I'm going to get choked up talking about <laughs> And he gets off the horse and he runs to them and gets that fucking hug moment. Uh-huh. Man, that like broke me down. See, I'm actually fucking. <laughs> it is pretty I'm cool. I'm actually yeah. choking up talking about it. I remembered the <laughs> image, and him running up and just hugging his family and his his super loving, awesome wife. Oh my god! I actually I cried watching it, and I just got teary eyed now retelling it. Damn, uh, see, I haven't watched it since I'm a dad. That scene got me hard, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, got me hard. Not like got me <laughs> hard. You know got what I mean? Hard, huh? Different kind of hard. <laughs> oh Heartwarming hard, not disgusting pervert hard. <laughs> Oh, my God. I just got choked up for real. Oh, man. No, it's every dad's dream, right? To do something truly great, uh, to set an example, and your kids to look at you like, look at my dad, man. Look what he did. He saved the world. Uh, oh, my God. What a beautiful ending. I I love this movie. I love the kind of lo-fi fantasy world building. I love all of the characters I love that Willow's not coddled and is actually one of the most heroic characters I've ever seen in a movie. Val Kilmer's insane energy is outstanding. Um, it's just like, if you like fantasy, man, and even if you just like heroes, this movie has it all. Yeah, I agree. All right. Now, this is how we have to end it. I have to pitch to you why it should have been Christopher Lambert. Okay. Think back in your mind. Imagine some of Mad Mardigan's finest moments. As portrayed by Christopher Lambert. <laughs> It'd be way slower. No, but like imagine the poetry scene in Sorcia's Tent oh God. with Christopher Lambert. <laughs> with his accent. Oh, yeah, so that scene and then specifically when he uh, dons his cosplay as the huge titted uh, chambermaid. Oh my God, yeah. As Christopher Lambert. Because this is my only beef with Val Kilmer. Uh, He's too sexy. Well... I feel like people who are that sexy can get away a little bit with being quote unquote mad and they just get a skate in a world like that. A man who's <laughs> that sexy has a lot of extra value in this world. Yeah. Right? Well, does he? I feel I like if you see Christopher Lambert, he obviously had some kind of weird sex appeal, but he also has that extra creep vibe that I need really bad. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Lambert? I think. I think Lug would have been fine if he found out he was going to fuck Val Kilmer. She's just oh. like, damn, Val Kilmer's pretty good looking for this world, man or woman. But if he pulls the veil <laughs> oh, and sees like kind of grungy ass, long hair, Christopher Lambert. So wait, is this you just saying that you want to bang Val Kilmer? No, I'm just saying objectively just... Val Kilmer is super hot. Yeah, okay. In this movie. In this movie, yeah. He's not taking a lot of care of himself i would say these days yeah he doesn't get he's, he's, i'm not that in i'm not as into mcgruber val kilmer as MacGruber. I willow, <laughs> willow val kilmer uh, uh dude yeah val kilmer was like he's just 
This is one of those, like, if you put George Clooney in this role, right? It's like, it'd be weird. Guys like that aren't getting stuck in that cage. No way. I don't buy it. Yeah, but would Lambert have been as charismatic? Would he? Would Would no, you leave a baby point. with Lambert? That's the problem. Val Kilmer, because of his super charm and good looks, is given a baby. I know. He loses it to a hawk and then decides the first thing he needs to do is go get laid. It's not his problem. The The emotional decision of saying, this Christopher Lambert Mardigan scares the fuck out of me, <laughs> but I have to leave the baby with him, that is actually emotionally devastating. <laughs> Willow would spend the rest of his life saying, what did I do? What have I done? <laughs> what, would, would he he still... would be imagining the House of a Thousand Corpses version of that baby's life. So you think that in that version of the story, Lambert just murders the baby? No, I think Lambert can be the exact same character, have good enough intentions, but you know he's a he's a he's a uh, a hooligan, right? He's a he's a rogue. Yeah. But I think the extra layer of creepiness of Lambert, right? The fact that yes, he is just attractive enough and thinks he's charming enough. Like think he back to Highlander charming, yeah. when he thinks he's kind of like sly and charming at the bar with the reporter. He's good at the one-liners at least. And you're like, you're so fucking creepy. He's so <laughs> creepy. And Highlander, you just, you keep thinking to yourself, how are you 500 and some years old and you haven't learned any game yet? Yeah. You're out of how touch. many women has he picked up and seduced and he has no game. <laughs> right there and you're like maybe there is just like a creepiness of lambert that you can't get past and that would add a lot to mad martigan i think i think they should have just called him a uh, unusually attractive martigan for me <laughs> he doesn't seem crazy How? enough right he he seems like he's willing to take on the odds uh yeah, insurmountable but... odds because he's just always been a high school quarterback but right? you have to also he realize... was always tall and athletic and good looking so of course a guy like that thinks he can take on an army one man well he was because he soldier. always has he, he was a soldier but also right. if his, matt martigan his name's does not that is played mad by lambert his name's not mad martigan it's mad martigan that's how he introduces himself i know but his actual name is mad martigan i know but he's like the uh, it's not mad. girls on mad. Instagram that wake up and take a picture and they're like, ugh, I just woke up like this. Hashtag no makeup, no filters. And it's like, your hair's brushed. I can <laughs> see that you brushed your hair. That's how he sleeps. That's a lie. That's how he sleeps. That's what Val Kilmer is doing. He's like, ugh, look at me. I'm so mad, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you're the prom king. Oh, you're not man. mad, Marty. I don't think he's supposed to be mad is my point. I think that's just his name. Sorsha never once would have shot an arrow at him. Well, also, would that scene have worked? Would the would the scene where Christopher Lambert is banging some dude's wife, like how how would you explain that? <laughs> yes, no, because that makes the world so much scarier. <laughs> You're like this lady met Christopher Lambert and, and went to bed with him within two hours. Well, oh my I god, mean, this tavern is terrifying. When you see her husband, though, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, you're like that's what she. So Lug is coming home. Every night, plastered and asking her to breed. And also, do they Lambert do they live is a in the bar? On that, right? Do they live in the bar? I, yeah, I, I think so. I think well, so too. Or is that just a breeding room? I don't <laughs> it's know. It's a breeding room. I can't remember if I saw a bed or just a bunch of like potato sacks. We'll see. Oh. No, but imagine Sorsha's tent, right? Oh, I She's do. so emotionally scarred by her mother that he, she wakes up and sees Christopher Lambert <laughs> with that fucking caveman brow, his mouth oh, open. God. His mouth is always open. <laughs> Right? He always looks like he just saw the world's hardest equation. <laughs> and you're like, she's so scarred. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
that through this fucking creep show, any line of affection, and she's willing to betray her mother and throw it all away. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I think Lambert right? makes this make he the the extra layers of creep and lack of charm and realistic man make <laughs> this movie more realistic and scary. So you're saying she would of course fall in love with Mad Mardigan, but Christopher yes. Lambert would have to trick her somehow. I think that's the only reason Kale is still fighting is because he wanted to fuck Mad Mardigan. <laughs> <laughs> I think he w- yeah probably. Oh man! No one in this movie can get their job done. They'd all be trying to have sex with Mad Mardigan. <laughs> Those are the best genes in the entire world. Dude, I don't, I don't think I saw any. I don't think I, I don't think so. But I can see your point. Oh, of view. definitely so. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think Kale like that, was? No, they, they could have ended the scene that just made me tear up. It was so emotionally perfect because if Mad Mardigan walked into that village, Willow's wife would have pushed him to the ground to get to Mad Mardigan. <laughs> <laughs> she just gives. She takes her hair back. That's yeah, my hair. Like, Give me that ponytail. <laughs> I don't care if you save the world. So did he. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting to trade up this whole movie. The whole emotional undercore was a lie. <laughs> but dude, so you think Kale was banging Bad Muffa? Bad Morpha? No. No? No, he... Man, yeah, he looked like he had a troubled life. I don't think there was a lot of banging in Kale's life. Not a lot of consensual banging, anyways. They, yeah, they also make it seem like there are a lot of guys who are not... Is it just enough to get the nut? No, I think you got to have the uh, the simpatico experience, right? That you give and you get, right? If it's just the giving, I don't think that's good for a person. <laughs> and that's another reason Mad Martigan is too sexy in this movie. Yeah. Everywhere he walks, he's just giving out nuts in this world. Except for the very too first sexy. scene when his teeth are all janked up. But that's what I mean. Val Kilmer's so attractive. You'd still bang him even with his junk teeth. That with those teeth, within two hours, she was still willing to fuck him <laughs> with those teeth. I know. And also, you're assuming that those teeth are exceptionally bad for the world, and that wasn't just like a a makeup decision. <laughs> no, I think, well, because his teeth got better as the movie went on, so I was like, he's brushing, obviously. But also... No, he probably had that fucking charcoal stuff in his pocket, the super whitening charcoals. Oh, By the way, man. I read an article. Science says don't do that to your team. Don't do that, dude. That's what I mean. Mad Mardigan's a total fucking fraud. He's the Instagram girl who says, no filters, no makeup, my hair is brushed, but I woke up like this. Yeah. It's all lies. It's fucking lies, It's dude. lies for Trying a to get sexy, clicks. overconfident man. Trying to That's get what clicks. I mean. Yes. I think it cheapens what Mad Mardigan is because... He's always gotten away with it based on his unnaturally good looks and super powerful genes. What if they just gave him a huge scar or would that make him hotter? That makes him hotter. What if it was a nasty you see scar? That like half his they face talked about that in the uh, the press tour for Aquaman. When Jason Momoa was young, he was like a super sexy Baywatch extra or whatever. Hmm. And he got in a bar fight at Birds right by UCB in uh, Los Feliz, right? Yeah. <laughs> and some dude hit him in the face with a bottle and that's why he has that scar by his eye and eyebrow. And he was all upset about it, and uh, I think one of the other super hot actresses on Baywatch was like, oh, yeah, that's good good for you. You were a little too pretty. Right. And then he's like, cool, now I'll grow a beard and talk like this. <laughs> and it works for all of us. And married the Cosby lady. Oh, my God, that lucky devil. Dude. She, Lisa Bonet is the mad Martigan of our real world. But also he's, uh, what's her name's dad, too, Zoe Kravitz. So he's probably like, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but. Oh, yeah, that could have gone weird. That could have gone. gone weird. <laughs> no, but I think 
I think Lambert adds a depth that this world and character needed. Val Kilmer is lightning in a bottle, but that lightning and that bottle are too sexy. Well, and also it's it was very quick. I'm looking for more of a lightning bug in a peanut butter jar with holes punched in the top. That's what Christopher Lambert is. Lightning in a mountain. Still Dew cool. Bottle. Yeah, still cool, but not not as sexy. <laughs> Dude, I think you're right. I think he he probably could have done it. I think it would have been a different movie with a different feel. It wouldn't have been yeah. as lighthearted. Um, yeah, I think Christopher Lambert adds an extra layer of fear. Of darkness. <laughs> yeah, because everywhere he goes, you're like, ooh. It's like, do you really want that guy saving the world? Yeah, he's the kind of rogue you really don't Does trust. he even speak English? He doesn't speak it well. That helps. With his little accent. Imagine him doing the poetry. You are, That helps because the they're like, I told you he was mad. I can't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it should have been Lambert. Well, I'm all for getting Lambert more work, so maybe he can be in the sequel. Yes, and this is what I was telling you. I originally had come up with a theme that I was just going to find like eight movies that should have been Christopher Lambert movies. That, that could be cool, yeah. The first two I found was this and Brotherhood of the Wolf because they just oh. found the weightlifting version of Christopher Lambert for that movie. Yeah, it's the same person. It's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Can we get Christopher Lambert, but uh, you know, with soap opera, uh, man, muscle boobs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Very, very French facial features and long he hair. He looks exactly the same, but yeah, he just has like these giant like weightlifter boobs <laughs> and long hair. Lambert could have grown yeah. out his hair. You asshole. Lambert's got Lambert could do the hair. I'm fine Dude, with he's that. Fa- uh, he, yeah, he but I think very Lambert. I think Lambert is the Mardigan we should have met in that cage. Because I wanted truly mad Mardigan, not super attractive, genetic superstar Mardigan. And then what if Christopher Lambert ended up having Val Kilmer's career after that then? Holy shit. Imagine him in all those Christopher Lambert other goes on to be Batman. <laughs> Lambert is Batman. That would be great. <laughs> what other movies? Oh, The Doors. He's, Lambert he's is Iceman and uh, Top Gun. Jim Hinder. Or Jim, yeah, he plays Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. <laughs> I would love... To hear Christopher Lambert spouting Jim <laughs> Morrison uh, poetry, rock poetry. He's <laughs> <laughs> got Holy fake shit. black hair. It looks so stupid. Oh. Stupid says you. Amazing says I. <laughs> this is the end. <sighs> Speaking of, this is the end of Willow, guys. I hope you liked it uh, as much as we did. Hit me up. Do you guys think Christopher Lambert could have added even more magic to this already magical movie? Um. As always, guys, we appreciate you listening. If you know a friend who likes movies, especially likes Willow, share this pod with them, man. Watch the movie with them. Listen to the pod. That's our favorite way to bring people in. Uh, When this show's doing its job, we want to feel like we're all just buddies sitting around watching movies and talking the shit together. Mm -hmm. Um, If you find us on iTunes, please take a moment and leave a rating and review. It does help our show a lot. If you have socials, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Share us with your friends. Help us grow the brand. Also, if you want to reach us at filmalchemistpod at gmail.com, hit us up with your ideas for uh, movies, themes, anything you want covered, double features, whatever, new stuff coming to theaters. There's some really good stuff. I actually just saw today uh, the new trailer for Midsommar, the new Ari Oster movie as follow-up to Hereditary. Holy shit. Definitely getting added to our list of uh, in-theater movies. But yeah, guys, the more you communicate with us, the more we can help make this the show that you guys deserve, right? As we deserve Christopher Lambert Mardigan, 
We want to be that version of podcast. We don't want to be the Val Kilmer movie podcast. We want to be the the, the, the Mad Martigan Lambert. Yeah. The slightly a little ugly. more human. The, a little more human, maybe a lot more creepy, but it works. It adds magic in the end. But affordable. Uh, yeah, very affordable. Guys, we're very affordable. If you but got dude, money, call us Just up. imagine then Kilmer as the Highlander. Holy fucking shit. What if they just took different paths? Or what if what if Kilmer ended up being Kurgan and he had to fight Lambert? Oh, God. And whoever won got all the movies. Whoever won got to be in Willow. <laughs> See, this is an alternate movie universe. I should go do some uh, Avengers Endgame and time travel around to make this happen. You should. I would love that. All right, guys. That's all for us. Uh, for the film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. And I'm Sam Price. Do not go see The Intruder. <laughs> if, Oh, God, Sam. That's why I love you, is the fact that you think there's a huge amount of people out there that were on the fence about <laughs> The Intruder. It's Dennis Quaid, dude. He's one of the greats. Yeah, Dennis Quaid, every time I see him in a trailer, that's pretty much a hard pass now. We'll talk about how is that dude still so good looking. That dude's like 70. No, because that guy looks like he was good looking, but also looks like he's turning into an old leathery ball sack. Dude, I'm not kidding. One of the plot points is the the woman, the young woman, thought he was attractive or wanted to bang him in that in that movie. Well, there there is a certain thing for old men where it's like, well, you just haven't let yourself get fat and you have all your hair. Well, that's what she said. She's like, he's a real man. It's not man. fair. It looks like yeah, he could old, fix a car. Old men can get away with more. Just don't let your body melt and have hair and that gets you past a lot of old men it's not fair it's not fair all right before we just start our second pod about the intruder yes we're gonna say goodbye Uh, bye